Welcome back to another episode of the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic and stroke survivor. And I'm laughing because I have to tell you that there are some times when I'm starting my recording that I'm like, I'm going to mix it up a little. I'm going to start with, hey there, listeners. <laughs> and I tried that and I was like, no, that's terrible. So then I started over again and I said something else that was creepy and I was like, let's just stick to what I'm normally saying. So anyway, I'm laughing at myself. So today I'd like to talk about how I find strength and willingness when I don't want to do something. I want to talk about how I turn I don't wanna into but I will anyway. So there are moments of course, when the last thing I want to do is the thing that is right in front of me. And that can range from taking out the trash when everybody has pushed the pile of trash down so many times so that the trash can lid would close and the trash weighs like 100 pounds. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Or um, things like just not wanting to record the podcast. You know, I've been recording this podcast every single night uh, or day since I got started because I'm committed. But that doesn't mean I want to record it every night um, on certain days. So uh, also taking a nap. Um, I remember when I was working full time, I would have died to take a nap every day. And now I have that and I'm just like, oh, I'm kind of so sick of taking a nap. Like it takes a big chunk out of every day. I know it sounds like a a horrible thing to complain about, but there are days that I don't feel like taking a nap. Um, That's just, that's just the, what I'm dealing with right now. Um, And also there are day times that I don't want to eat. In my case, eating is also um, a challenge, something that I have to work through because I don't always want to eat. So, but it's in these moments that um, our greatest lessons and growth can occur. And I believe that in I mean, maybe not when we want to take the uh, the trash can out that weighs 100 pounds, but certainly in most other situations. And to be honest, like when I take the 100 pound trash can out, and I'm referencing it because I took one out yesterday, I swear it was 100 pounds <laughs> because we kept like pushing the trash down so that the trash can lid would close and so finally I couldn't push it down anymore. So I picked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, this weighs as much as our 100 pound boxer that we used to have but um to be honest like when I take the trash out like last night when I took that trash out I was thinking of it as okay I'm building some muscles up like this is good so yes I can see the good in everything people in everything so it takes a lot of practice though to get there So one of the key principles in recovery from alcoholism is this idea of self-forgetting. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what my mind and my brain is thinking when I'm going from I don't want to to I will. So one of these things is self-forgetting. So in the St. Francis prayer, 
which is also the 11th step prayer of my program, um, it says it is by self-forgetting that one finds. And so by shifting my focus from my own wants and needs to the needs of others, I become a lot more willing. So I'll use the examples that I was just referencing. Taking out the trash. Yes, even taking out the trash. So when I'm taking out the trash, when I don't want to take out the trash, it's because number one, my boyfriend has been working 11 hours and he deserves for me to be the one <laughs> that takes out the trash. It's true. And number two, um, I take, I'll really take any easy opportunity to continue to try to work on my strength. It's, it's a thing for me. You guys know that I like to lift weights. So it's a thing for me to like try to be able to do these things. To, I guess it's, I guess it's a way of me feeling independent um, to be able to like lift things and move things myself. So, um, so that these are two things I'm thinking of when I'm taking out the trash, even though I don't want to. Um, I'm recording my podcast when I don't want to because number one, my recovery is my job now, and that includes my mental and emotional health. Um, and number two, I may say that one single thing that somebody needed to hear to save their life, because that's the kind of thing, that's the, um, I think the level of criticality, if that's even a word, <laughs> of, of the topics that I'm talking about, because um, this is what I felt you know, when I was at my low. And there were certain times that I would show up to a meeting or I would talk to my sponsor or something. And, and there was just this one thing that they said that I was like, yes, I can do this. You know, I can do another day. So I don't want to lose that opportunity if I have something that may fall out of my mouth that could help somebody else. So I don't want to miss a day. Um, I take a nap every day, not because I want to, I mean, some days, honestly, I do want to, but on days that I don't want to, number one, I know that my brain is not going to get stronger and build the bridges unless it gets rest. And number two, my puppies love cuddle time. So if nothing else, I'm doing it for them. Also, we need bonding time. And the eating thing so I've talked about how um, I struggle to like maintain a good weight when I'm under a lot of uh, stress or my emotional health is kind of swinging around um, and not totally stable. So when I don't want to eat, I uh, recognize that number one, my brain needs nutrition in order to, again, get stronger and build those bridges. And number two, other people are paying attention to my weight now. So um, I've got my, my old boss, I still call him my boss, but um, he's like, you know, make sure, because now that I'm doing this vegan thing, make sure that you eat enough. And so my boyfriend and I are actually like, talking to each other about what'd you eat today? What did I eat today? So 
I have to be able to like I'm being I have to be accountable for making sure that I eat and stay healthy and um, so that's important I know not a lot of people struggle with that I know that um, in society it seems like everybody's always uh, fighting the eating too much thing you know overweight I have to go on a diet and um, people who struggle with not eating enough um, it's also a very difficult challenge for them and um, I, I don't talk about that a lot in this podcast and I think it would be it would maybe serve me well to do an episode on uh, eating disorder, at least my experience with it, because that's all I can ever share is just my experience. So, so maybe I'll do that soon. So um, changing from I don't want to I will. Um, so this is just one uh, angle on it, you know, about understanding what other people want and need rather than being understood that I don't want to and why, you know, I don't want to take a nap. I don't want to take the trash out. Um, it's, you know, sometimes not holding a grudge and shutting down my willingness to be of service to others. You know, what if, um, this hasn't happened because honestly, we don't argue. I swear we are. I don't even remember the last time we argued. Um, but my boyfriend and I, like if I were, upset with him for something and then we have this hundred pound trash to take out am I gonna not take the trash out to you know because I'm holding a grudge against him um it's just you know forgiving rather than being forgiven this stuff that's in the Saint Francis prayer I bend it and shape it the way that I need it to encourage me to do the next right thing I talk a lot about turning my wanter off, and um, this is the stuff, this is what's going through my mind when I turn that wanter off. Um, it helps me do the next right thing. I, I suppose I'm replacing my wanter with a willer, <laughs> if you will. Um, also, in sobriety, we are encouraged to say yes. It's a yes program. So when I was drinking, I didn't want to commit to anything. I would either say no before I even like tried to consider saying yes. If somebody invited me to something or wanted me to participate in something, I would just say no before I even thought about it because back then, um, I would think about, well, if I do that, I'm not going to be able to drink. That was really why I would say no so much because I didn't want anything to uh, come between me and my alcohol. But um, if I start off by saying yes, um, back then, sorry, if I'd start off by saying yes, then later I'd back out. So I just couldn't, I couldn't be trusted to like actually follow through on anything. But with this practice, I've learned how to say yes. And then the willingness comes after that. So um, at, the longer I've been doing this, the more um, the willingness comes more immediately. But what I started out by doing in sobriety 
is I would say yes, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> so I would actually like on the inside, I'd be going, no, I hate you. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking in my head. But my mouth had to say, yes, I would love to. <laughs> and over time, um, believe it or not, what was coming out of my mouth, I started actually feeling that on the inside. I started feeling like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, but I had to start by practicing it. And um, so saying yes, and then the willingness came later. It's just like how I always talk about um, trying to put a smile on your face on the outside, and then a smile will come on the inside. Um, that really works for me um, when I really, really need it. And similarly, when you have the willingness, then the strength will follow a lot of times. And it seems to work in the opposite way than you would hope it would. You know, you would hope that you have the strength first, and then the willingness, and then yes comes out of your mouth. That's not what happens with me. I have to say yes, whether I want to or not, and then the willingness will follow, and then the strength to do it follows after that. So this is how it works for me. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I know how to do it now. So try it if, if that resonates with you. And when, when I embrace this mindset, it's kind of like, it reminds me of like jumping out of an airplane and putting all of your faith in the parachute. You know, I'm just saying like in the program, we, um, we say a lot of this, this, uh, stuff like St. Francis prayer and these kinds of things. So thy will be done, not mine would be another saying. And, um, and that's kind of what I feel like when I'm saying yes, because I'm not spending the time that I, w I used to spend to really think about, do I really want to do this? Ah, I don't want to do it because I would always lean towards, no, I don't want to do it. Now it's like, yes, I'm going to do it. Uh, let's just see what happens, you know? Um, and it's not just thy will be done for, for me. It's also thy will be done for like, for my kids. I have to um, understand that, you know, I said I can't control people, places, and things. I can't control my kids anymore. I used to pride myself on that. But, um, you know, they have their own path. And, um, and so, yeah, so uh, I have to kind of turn it over, I guess. And, and the truth is that, like, my best thinking when I was drinking, actually, even after I was drinking, sometimes my best thinking just doesn't serve me well. Um, in the first half of my life, it got me drunk for, for the first half of my life. And then after I got sober, you know, and I had my stroke, my best thinking put me right back to work after my stroke, and I was in denial for two years. Just making my symptoms worse and worse until I could no longer function anymore. And I was just in a debilitating pain. Um, but the beauty of recovery is that 
now I can say that I can't control people, places, and things. And I have to show up for the miracle to occur. So, um, so I just, so I just need to say yes. You know, it all starts for me with saying yes. And all of the good stuff follows after that. Um, so I've learned to say, I don't want to, you know, I'm saying it to myself. I don't want to, but I will. And what happens when I'm willing? Um, that's where the strength follows. So it's easier to quit, right? It's easier to stay down, to avoid challenges. It's easier, it's easier to not get up off of the couch and instead use one of those grabbers to reach for the remote or something, you know? Um, actually, back um, earlier in my dating with my boyfriend, we had a kegerator and um, we, would <coughs> we would have this grabber and we would pass the uh, bar, the beer mug over across the couch to the person that was sitting next to the keg. <laughs> and and then we would pass the mug back. Um, that's how sad it was. <laughs> but um, but my point is, you know, that a lot of us, um, we try to find the easy way. You know, if there's a grabber, let's pick up the grabber and um, and get the remote rather than just getting up off the couch and and getting it. And it, it's sad, but that's that's you know what we do. That's what I did, at least. And, um, but you know, when you try to pick something up with one of those grabbers, you're way more likely to drop it. And all you have to do is lean forward and get up on your feet, you know, and that's how easy it is in my mind. Now that I'm doing a lot of practice, that's how easy it is to show up for the miracle to occur. All I have to do is lean in to the discomfort. I just have to lean forward into it. And, and that's where that willingness comes. I don't have to have the willingness in order to lean in. I just have to lean. It becomes second nature, you know, just lean in and then the energy, the strength, the willingness starts coming. Um, but, but here's the thing, just because I become willing and just because, just because the strength comes, it doesn't mean the rest of it's going to be easy. Um, the strength comes in order to face the challenge it's not, the strength isn't there to remove the challenge. It's still going to be hard. Life is still hard. Um, but the parts of my life that require me to learn and to adapt, those are the parts that, that require that level of willingness and strength. It seems to get easier after I start something, you know, that's, that's why it's harder to start going to the gym than it is to keep going to the gym a lot of times. 
Um, in the morning, I've talked about committing to every morning I commit to another day in my recovery lifestyle. Um, the willingness to adhere to this way of life is there. When I first made the decision to, to start a lifestyle that was prioritizing recovery, that was the yes part. And every morning when I get up, I have to lean into it. I don't have to do anything. It, it doesn't take strength. It, it's just, it's almost like gravity. I allow myself to be pulled in to my lifestyle. And once I lean in, I start getting the strength. I lean towards my phone and I dial into my sobriety meeting. That doesn't take any strength at all. I don't think about whether I want to do it or not. I just, I literally sometimes don't even open, like have my feet hit the floor yet because sometimes I'll wake up like at, you know, 6.58 and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be late. And I just lean over and I pick up my phone and I just dial the number um, because I've made it this sort of, um, yeah, lifestyle where it's just what I do. It's not my wanter any, anymore that is making the decision on a daily basis of whether I'm going to call. I'm just um, acknowledging that, yes, I, you know, I'm still... I'm still living in this lifestyle. I'm still living a recovery lifestyle and I just roll towards my phone. (laughs) I lean over towards my phone. Um, So let's see. The strength, I think, comes when I hear everybody's voice. That's what it feels like for me. It's like I have this tank, you know, like I have this gas tank, energy tank. And when I hear the voices of others in in recovery, the just like on a video game, it just goes and fills up. That's what it feels like. And that's where the strength is. And it's like the strength even comes before my hit, my feet hit the floor sometimes. And, and that's, once that's filled up, the decisions that I have to make throughout the day, again, um, are more second nature. It's not like I'm really weighing whether I want to do something or not um, before every before every decision I have to make. It's more like, is this um, supporting my way of life? Yes or no, you know? Um, so that's, that's really the only decision that I'm making, but for the most part, it becomes automatic after a while. It's habit. So, um, so I think, remember, even when you don't want to, 
you can still say yes. And, and just, uh, just lean in, you know, just lean in. And, and that's where the I will comes. Um, and then the strength will follow. It's in those moments, I believe, that, um, that we're leaning into growth without really having to work for it. You know, I'm really let leaning into I, what I'm thinking of in my head is like, is like when you, you know, picture a, a big snowy hill and you've got a little snowball. And I feel like when I wake up in the morning, I'm that little snowball. And I just use one little finger and I push it. You know, I just tap it so that gravity just takes it and starts building it and filling it up and pulling it down the hill so that by the end of the day, that snowball is like a gigantic, you know, whatever, snowman, whatever, um, igloo. <laughs> and, um, and it's full of strength and growth and and it really didn't take a lot of effort. The only thing I had to do was tap it in the morning. Tap it in the right direction. And that's what I do for myself. So that, for what it's worth, this is kind of what turning my I don't wanna into I will is like. It's the best way that I could figure out how to articulate it today. So I hope that... Um, it resonated with you. And thank you for joining me on this episode of Recovery Daily Podcast. I will talk to you tomorrow.